Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined by former undefeated British featherweight champion Ryan Walsh. How are you doing? Good, thank you, Danny. Good to talk to you. Good, good. Um, two days away from the Golden Contract Final, um, at the second time of asking, of course. Um, I bet you can't wait, can you now? Yeah, I'm, I'm massively um, excited about it, but I'm, I'm also experienced enough to know that I've still got to wait for this test to come through before I can get really excited. Um, I was excited and ready last time, and then fair had it that I wasn't meant to be, so... Um, I'm I'm cautious. I'm one test away from being excited. Yeah, we spoke to Liam not too long ago, and he said when the first fight, or the first instance of this fight was postponed, um, you were back in the gym within a couple of days. How did you feel when you actually found out that Jazza and, and Derry had failed the test, and, and the fight was going to go back? I was in shock because I, I think at first fight it was um, a bit of a joke, a sick joke, <laughs> a lateral fool's joke, but um. I don't know. Maybe I've still not settled into it until today. When I when I pass my test today, then I'll be all right. It'll all be part of the process. And I, I, you've got to stay positive. Getting negative and down about things like that would be stupid, isn't it? And wouldn't maybe wouldn't help me in any way. So I think you've got to use it for your advantage. I've had a few more months to get ready and prepare even more, and I've got some more quality sparring in. And I've looked at it with all the positive aspects of it. The negative is that. There's a fight and a chance and opportunity missed there. And I suppose the only negative from my point of view is I don't think I've ever made the nice tournament so well in my whole life than last time. So I'm hoping my body understands and where we've been. And it hasn't been too long to get too fat and stupid, which all fighters seem to be able to do. The, the diet most of us fighters do whilst making. I mean, I don't know many people who, who do it easy. And if they do, they're probably in the wrong way. Um, I pride myself on this weight making and rehydration, so I think it's a it's the most professional thing we can do. You mentioned the um, quality sparring. I was going to ask you about that. Have you been able to get anyone in that you maybe wouldn't that you didn't have the chance to work with before the first time round? The best by a mile is my, and I say this without even by an added my world class twin brother. I didn't use him. We didn't. Prior to the Cuban, he was my chief sparring partner, so the person I sparred. We didn't know who we was going to fight, but we knew that Liam's better than them all. Simple as that. And that care stands here with Jazz. We're really nice and all with people don't like that. My brother's better than Jazz. My brother's better than them all. Better than everyone I've fought. The only person who has the same type of qualities in ilk and then went on to be a world champion was Lee Selby. But he's still not better than my brother. So that, that's, you know, it's a biased opinion. People can sag me, say, oh, whatever. I'm telling you now. You don't have to watch Liam work and you know that you're dealing with something a little bit better. Um, I don't need to blow his trump. Anyone who knows boxing knows my brother's world class. Um, it took an elite level fighter to maybe change her opinions. And even then, just look at the way he's been treated afterwards. No one wants to talk about Liam. Liam become that horrible phrase that I had for a few months, uh, a bit of time in my career where too good for your own good and no one wants to touch Liam. So, and, um, his last performance with Maxi and look at what Maxi's doing. So I don't need to blow him for trouble. Basically, that's one of the chief people who I've been able to use this time, like I did with the Cuban, is my swim brother. He, no one else be better than Liam. Nobody can get the better, the best out of me. And um, as far as mimicking, mimicking a fighter, well, he's the best at doing it. And he, I can't get away with nothing with him. Sometimes he can look at me and predict what's going to happen. You know, <laughs> that, that's the... Uh, 
we've, we've shared thousands of rounds and um, that'll, that'll pay dividends. And I also got just recently some, uh, we've got some very good in age sparring with some young up and coming fighters who are, who are really rare and I've got high hopes for and just good, honest, quality pros, young as well, fresh. And Liam Goddard, I can't thank him enough. I've been, I've been working with Liam for this whole Gordon contract because there's so many safe pros in this tournament. It's unbelievable. I think there's at least three or four. So one thing I will say about this whole experience and thing, I will never be more prepared to fight a safe pro in my whole life. Um, is, you know, I just read a really great quote before coming on to this is, from Florence Nightingale, she said, um, the thing that she never gave her, never accepted was excuses. And I've asked her, I've proud my whole career on. There's always reasons for everything. There's no excuses. And for this one, I, you know, I am so prepared for a safe for. It's unbelievable. I think Jazz is a little bit unorthodox safe for. Yeah. He's got a bit of an awkward jig. He doesn't do the standard safe for things. I think Maxi really helped with that. Um, and we only did get, a good, we got a good eight rounds in. Uh, Saturday just gone and I was really impressed and I'd like to have a bit more with Maxi but what I did get I was happy with If you're going to have kind of a southpaw that's as much similar to Jazza as you can get that's not far off I mean he isn't the easiest person to emulate is he? No, no he's got a very um, unique unorthodox jig I'd call it his movements are very yeah, like jerky style yeah yeah, yeah it's, um, it's something that Camp has a problem to certain fighters, but other fighters have dealt with it very comfortably. I mean, you only have to watch Rigon Day against Jazza, and it was um, that was clinical, very, very clinical. And you talk about all the southpaws in the tournament, but you switch, of course, yourself. So you, you've got that added aspect where you can fight effectively from both stances. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought this up, Danny, because I've had a conversation with my brother recently, and it's come to my attention that We've got an orthodox, a safe paw and a switch hitter, but I, I don't believe in any of the three. I believe you, you talk, or talk about awkward and jerkiness. I'm going to call myself an old paw. That means that I will punch you from any position, whether I'm square on the plate, where I'm off the plate, where I'm off balance. And I think the last person I've seen who was the best old paw of my time was Prince Nazim. Mm. He's the best old paw. He will hit you with anything. And sometimes he'll backhand you. He'll do it. And, and it, it's something I don't believe you can try and teach. It's something that you, your instincts, um, sorry, Danny, one second, mate. It's something that I think, if I was religious, I'd say God-given, but it's something that you can't really teach. When you're falling into a position that you shouldn't punch from, but yet you still punch, that's a perfect example of an old paw. And it's a new phrase that I want to make because there's not many of them who can do it. There's not many fighters um, who I think Terence has got a bit of it with his wild uppercuts because he'll throw. There's some fighters out there who can just throw punches from positions that you're not taught. The basics you can't teach to throw them punches, and um, yeah, I think Naz is the best doing. Terence is one that I can see at the minute who's he'll punch when he gets the chance. Naz has been a big influence on all three of you, though, hasn't he? Like you grew up watching him; he was a big hero to you guys. Naz 100% had an effect on me personally and I know from my brother Michael how could he not he, he backed up everything he said he, he was entertaining um, well, I've met him once and I've, he gave us some really good advice which I do stick to a lot in boxing um, and he's, he's, he's the ultimate like this is what you can do if you're dedicated and you try and you know you can't not Naz I loved watching Naz he had everything didn't he and he's, he's 
the Barrera fight though was predicted by my old man. I will say this: on uh, my dad told me many years before he, he met Barrera, he must have seen him twice because he did come over to England and give our European champions hell. I think he stopped them both in four rounds. He right, said, "There's a little Mexican there." Richie yes. Wenson, wasn't it? I watched them both, and and. and my dad must have seen something and he said, until he beats Barrera, he won't be the best. And my dad predicted he would Barrera would beat him. And um, there's a lot of stories about the weight when as things out, but I just think stylistically, Barrera's style was always going to fundamentally well out against the style like Naz because it's just too many holes. As much as he's an old point of punch from everywhere, if he doesn't knock you out, he can be appointed, he can be beat. And that was the, that was the, the truth of it there. So assuming all does go well, your test is passed and so on and so forth, what can people expect from the main event on Wednesday night? So we're the main event, that's news to me. Um, Are you not? <laughs> that's I don't know. that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Last time, I, yeah, boxing's a funny sport and a funny business. And I suppose you get so tuned into what you're doing and who you're fighting. You don't really... I don't, that's all uh, inconsequential to me because... It wouldn't matter when I'm fighting. I just want to fight. So you have, if I'm, you have uh, to be the main. It's the biggest fight on the show. I mean, I can't see why you wouldn't be the main event. I, I just I've never had many main events. I don't think. I'd have thought. Yeah, if it is the headline, and that hopefully it can live up to being headline worthy. You know, you got what well, I'm happy with. It's a Wednesday night. Well, is anyone we're going to be watching? There's not football as far as my work. Yeah, there's a lot of eyes on this, and you know, I'm going to do my best to. I'm going to do my best to do my best. I just heard it in a song yesterday, um, <laughs> The Proclaimers. I'm going to do my best to do my best. And I, it says during the song, and I thought, well, what more can you ask of a man? And that's all I ask of myself. Jazz is going to do whatever he wants. I hope he does bring his best. He's going to need his best just to compete, never mind thinking about winning. He's going to need his best because that is all I ask of myself, my best. At this point in time, I want to be my best. And I've been saying this a lot. I don't want to keep running on too much, but I say a lot of the same things and it's simple. We have iPhones that update, don't we? Each month you get all the bug fixing. Well, that's how you should treat your professional career because if you think where you start and where you're going to, it's got to be the same thing. No, the fundamentals are, but you better be bug fixing all the way. And every time I get to a fight, I want to remember the things that I didn't do well. I want to remember the things that I did do well and I want to bug fix and I want to have that update. And, and this is what I'm overdue. I'm overdue an update. I thought... With the Cuban, I showed something different. I thought with McCulloch, I showed something different. And I'm showing these slight updates. And if I want to get to where the mission ends, then I better be able to update. Because you better be able to improve. You get stuck in boxing at one thing, you're in serious trouble. What will this do for you if you do come out with a victory in the golden contract? Apart from the contract itself, where does it put you on kind of the European or world scene? It's the same as every fight. It's a happiness thing. It'll make me... Uh, I've watched a documentary recently on Michael Jordan and he, he said it better than anyone I've ever heard and it really related to me. He said, I love winning. And that you get these people, oh, you're a bad loser. No, 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 forget losing. I don't care about losing, but I love winning. And that's the addiction here. I'm 30 fights in and I have truly believe I've lost once. So I'm 30 fights in with 29 wins. I don't need no three judges to talk bollocks and be corrupt and be what they are in the business. So I've had 29 wins in my eyes. Forget what the judges are, I don't care. I don't need a judge to tell me I know. I've had that feeling once of losing. Disgusting, horrible feeling. But that 29 times of winning is what I'm addicted to. And and what that means to me is I get to carry on, you know. Everyone's got their drugs in life, whatever it is, whatever your vice is. Well, my vice seems to be winning. And I don't know what I play a lot of Call of Duty at the minute with my children and that. And I just love winning. I tell them this all the time. I just love winning. 
I've got 230 odd wins in this war zone thing. Now, people might think, what are you on about? You're crazy. It's a game. No, it's winning. I love winning. That is it. So, and maybe that's why I, I, I chose a sport where it's one on one. You know, the team sports are hard because you're relying on other people. I, just, I like the idea of relying on myself. You know, you win, you win yourself. Although I do, anyone who knows me knows my foundations and my brothers, Gray and Manuel. Obviously, MTK putting us in positions, but they're doing the different type of fighting for me. I've said it for a long time. When, when, if you've got a good foundation, first you've got your family, your blood, which I have. Without my brothers, I'm nothing. And I've got Graham and I've got Manuel. And without MTK fighting for me on the other side, the man in the suit fighting for me, I'm, not, I'm nothing. I'm not, I'm not relevant. So MTK have kept us relevant. And this tournament has been, a, again, I'm not religious, but a godsend to my career, my life. And, uh, and the, to, to answer your question really long, this is, it is, it is career changing. It gives me a chance to fulfill my mission. I, I started this with a mission. I used to say a dream, but you hear me say this a lot. Dreaming is for when your eyes are closed. My eyes are wide open and my mission's quite clear. So I'm on this mission um, and it's definitely the biggest chance in my career to fulfill one of my missions and and this will be the stepping stone to it. Jazza Dickens is undoubtedly, if he's not world-class, he's fringe world-class and he's only been beat by world-class people. Mm. So we're going to find out about me. He's going to find out about me. I'm going to find out about him. I rate him highly. I rate him as the best fighter I've fought since Selby. That's where I put him up already. I think he's better than Stan. I think he's better than tennis. And I think he's better than Trent. You know, go through my career. You have to go back to a Selby to find that quality, to find that all-roundedness. That's what I do give him props. And I keep stressing the best man I'll win. Now, you've both got quite good world rankings and you would expect whoever comes out on top, their world ranking to go up. How close do you feel you'll be now to a world title shot, particularly the WBO belt, which obviously Naz once held? I seen him win that as well. I don't know if it was live. That's one of the best world title wins you'll see. That's how you should win a world title. You come there, you you take it off the champion, he's back, yeah, it's phenomenal. Hotel, but yeah. me, me personally, we're talking about ranking. The last I heard, I was one. So I can't get any higher, can I? <laughs> yeah. Prior to that, I was two. Then all of a sudden, you, this is this is business for people who don't understand. I could be one today, a new fresh American comes up, and I'm four tomorrow. So I have no feeling in rankings. But if there's any justice, if there's any fairness, which I teach my kids all the time, life's not fair, and cheaters always prosper. So I'm not stupid to to where we could be here. But right now, I can't get any higher ranked in the WBO. Um, I think the WBC have me somewhere. I'd like to say he's IBF ranking, but that title isn't on the line. I'm told he's already forfeited the IBF European. So I don't really know what happens with her. But all I know is very recently I've been having a conversation with my brother and we've both come to this conclusion. The titles, forget the titles. Look what they've just done with the British. Come on, let's be right. What, what does it mean? So all I'm looking for is the best fights that I can. And this golden contract guaranteed that early on because it guaranteed three good fights with at least three good quality fighters I thought the, the lineup was decent as good as it could be for the people who signed and um, that's all I'm wanting really good fights so when, when I look back when I look at my box track I can go well he was a decent one he was alright you know I could be proud of my uh, my work it's like a painter an artist you can't have 30 masterpieces because I've had 30 fights so there isn't 30 masterpieces I want to be able to look at one or two of them and go well that is as good as I could do on that time 
and I think, ah, this is the only way I could put it to our films. You know, they have 30 good films. No, but we're, we're going to get ones or twos that we can look back with a bit of pride and say, yeah, that was a good bit of work. Would it mean more if you do win a world title? Would it mean more to win the belt that Naz once held? Or, I mean, I suppose he held all of them at one time or another, but he held the WBO for a long time. Um, Bells have lost so much so much sway in my life and in my heart because I've just seen it as a, as a very systemized and very, you know, I'm not very, not very good with the way it all works. It doesn't sit right with me. It's, um, no, let's have it right. Let's, let's get it straight out now. How have I not fought for a world title? How? You know, Jim Tennyson fought for a world title. I beat him two, two, three years. I knocked him out three years ago. I beat him more convincingly than the world champion beat him. I shouldn't have to stress these things. But, you know, if I was a different mindset and uh, less grateful, I'd probably get annoyed about these things. But I'm not. I'm grateful for everything. Fair play to James Tennyson. He went on and got his world title. I don't deny I'll begrudge anyone, any any of their successes or their, their opportunities. But there's far, this fight is with far less pedigree, far less reason, far less whatever you want to call it, who have had world title shots. So the world title show itself, it's lost, it's lost its appeal to me because I'm never going to be an it fighter. And I don't want to drag on about, oh, let's feel sorry for me because I don't even feel sorry for me. So anyone who doesn't feel... But if I got the world title shot, would I would I feel it's a worthy world title shot? Hell, damn yeah, right? You know, it's too early to start going French, but there's a lot of words I could put before my sentences that people understand the point do I deserve a world title shot before this fight? Hell yeah. Have I deserved one for the last three? Hell yeah. It's, 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 it'll be what it is. And um, I can see that I've got my, my mission. I can, I've got my visions of how this, this whole process works in. It'll be a test of my perseverance when I do get a world title shot. It's been a test of my perseverance. It's, it's probably one of my, my greatest assets we even knowing I had it. I didn't know I had perseverance. Three years or four, five years ago, five years British champion. Who does that? Who, 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 who? Give me some more examples of people who have been held to a certain point by what politics, systems? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you haven't always had the backing, I guess. And now, with MTK behind you, and, and even more so, should you win the tournament, maybe that's when things change. But it's fair to say you haven't always had that backing in the past. You need a tiny little bit of luck, don't you? You need just a bit of luck, a bit of that chance meeting. I fought Balotti and Tom Starker was, uh, let's have it right, I wouldn't even move MTK with Liam. I think MTK, my personal opinion, thought, well, we can do something with Liam. How has he not done something? He's just fought for a world title. He's, he's, he's another person who seems to have this brush of a little bit of friend, I don't want to go friends, a little bit of crap luck where... You fight for a world title. He's one of the only people I know, and I love boxing. I've watched boxing. He's one of the only people I know who gets to a pinnacle, which is the world title fight, and then just disappears. For what reason? He weren't injured. He weren't ill. He wasn't dead. And all he needed was he was there. When you get to that level, you can't fluke getting to that level. And with the way Tanks then catapulted himself, he's a now two uh, three-time world champion. Prove it. He'll prove his elite when he gets that opponent, I'm sure. Um, not, I mean, he just beat a free world world champion in uh, Santa Cruz, and he iced him. I mean, he didn't ice my brother. He took a referee to finish that fight. Was he going to ice him? Who knows? We're, we're robbed of that. 
possibly on my eyes. I thought, well, we probably are going to get ice, but I'd have rather that than the finish that we did get. Um, before you see, you see we're boxing, you see this conversation, before you know it, I end up going back to a place that doesn't help me at all. So as far as I should stick to the question, that's the most exciting bit. Ask me what will it do for me? Will it excite me? It ignite something that gives me an opportunity to fulfill something that I come into this sport with 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 with, with uh, aspirations, etc. But no, it was aspirations, expectations. I remember going when we were seventeen, we we're in a gym, and Graham told me and Liam, "You two will be British champions." And we kind of took that as like, yeah, of course. <laughs> but the reality is, it's a lot, a lot, lot tougher than it looks. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I was one of the best in Britain at my age and weight class. So it was like, oh, it was an assumption, a stupid assumption, a young naive assumption. But go and win a British title, then you'll see how tough it is. You know, it's not. It's it, the British title still holds a lot of clout because of how good the standard is in Britain right now. You look at the 2012 12 Olympics, we've never been so successful. So that gives you an idea. And I turned just before, around that time, no, I turned the Olympics before, but the point of the matter is we're in a, we're, we've been in a boom of world champions and success in Britain for my whole career. It's been on fire. I, I don't know a better period in British boxing where we've had, I mean, didn't we have eight world champions at one point, somewhere, something crazy in the last few years? So, yeah. So it's been a great time to be involved in in, in in British boxing, and I think that's why I think there is some pride in being a British champion. Um, the you British were one of the boxing have... British champions of the modern era as well, which is even yeah. more um, reason for pride. And then Liam could become a two weight British champion in the new year. Yeah, that's that. You see, I mean, we don't hold a lot of clout in titles, but I think when you've got a father who brought you up on a British title and. There's not how much our environment suggested that that was that was something worth 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 being proud about, and um, I think that British bottle of boxing let himself down with me because I was a proud British champion. That's why I never give up. I've still not given up. I'm still the British champion. They still haven't fought for the frigging thing. <laughs> they, they found a way not to fight for it, so I'm still British champion in my eyes. I, I admire your restraint in that you haven't uttered a, a single swear word in the interview. Yeah, my French has been well out today, and I've been. But then I'm not that frustrated about. It. I'm just if if I get to thinking about it, it could be easily eat. I could easily be frustrated about. It. But I'm not really done it because I keep stressing this. And when you're truly grateful, well, then you're 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 in a good place in your life. And I'm grateful for all of it: the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, I can clearly see what was coming. It's, there's a balance to all this. You can't have all that crap. You just can't. There has to be a balance. If you're a genuinely good person, you give a good to this universe, good does come back. I know it does. I've had it many a times. 